Hello and welcome to Sci-Fi Radio Theater, the internet's number one source for original science fiction, horror, and fantasy radio play podcasts. Our podcast can be downloaded on iTunes or on our website at www.scifiradiotheater.com. Before we get started with tonight's story, we would like to tell you about a fine product from one of our sponsors. Saltwater levels are rising and clean water availability is dropping. That's why you should sign up for the AquaCloud Clean Water Co-op. For a mere $100 a month, we'll deliver fresh water taken from local clouds and deliver it to your doorstep every week. Never go thirsty again with the AquaCloud Clean Water Co-op. And now it's time for the Bogwa Box, an eight-part science fiction murder mystery. Tonight's episode, Episode 5, Exhumed Seduction. In last week's episode, Otto and Patricia decided to stay on the case after Vicky was kidnapped by who they assume is the murderer of Homer Dia while investigating Hugo Bernard's house. Additionally, it was discovered that Barbara Dia had not been to her place of work for five and a half months and that she had likely also been kidnapped by the same person who kidnapped Vicky. Zippy and Patricia, along with police station scientist Hans, were also able to discover that the pebbles inside of the Atui box are made of solid forms of various natural elements. Later on, this trio also discovered that the now-deceased Hugh Bernard had at one point cut off his own toe and installed it into Adam the Robot. In the end, it was decided that the team was going to dig up Homer Dia's dead body for further examination, and that Zippy would attempt to find out where the exchange event was taking place by seducing Matt Peters. Tonight's episode starts in a cold, dark basement, somewhere in the city. You bastards! No! Hey! Contain him! Yes! Let me go! No! Who are you? Let me go! Stop! Help me strap him down! There, he's secure. Answer me! Who are you? Silence him! Jesus, Martin, it's bad enough you forcing me and Jen into this. You're kidnapping police officers, too! Unavoidable. He was injected with the modulator. Why was he injected? Hugo was to be the one injected. Human exchange. Failure again. Hugo deteriorated. Stabbed the police officer with the modulator thinking it was a weapon. He was trying to protect the project. I had just arrived at Hugo's home when the police knocked on the door. I came to check on the progress of the modulator. Hugo had completely deteriorated when I arrived. I was unable to talk him down nor get him to agree to return with me in order to fix him. What happened to Hugo? Shot to death by another police officer. No. What do you mean, another police officer? Why were there cops there in the first place? Unknown. Perhaps Hugo's deterioration caused the police to become alerted. I don't know. What of Adam? Unknown. Martin, you have to return this cop. You have to! Are you kidding? The police are already on to us. They're going to be looking for him. Enough! Not ideal circumstances, but we must continue. The exchange must be perfected. 
The police officer has been injected with the modifier, therefore he must be the one that participates. Draw his blood for preliminary testing. Fine. I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to draw a little bit of blood. Just stay still. I do not understand. Hugo should not have deteriorated. His body appeared to be slowly accepting the exchange. Current hypothesis is that the preparatory narcotic caused rapid deterioration. I forewarned about the use of the preparatory narcotic on humans that had gone through a successful exchange. Negative. Hugo's exchange was not yet successful. Agreed upon hypothesis was that while Hugo would not be going through any cranial exchange experiments, the components of the preparatory narcotic may allow for more efficient acceptance of the exchange. Hypothesis was incorrect. Conversation terminated. Barbara, supply blood sample. Here. I will return. Can't you see? Can't you see what he's becoming? Your confiding in Otto Weinekinen is most likely what led to the police coming for Hugo. I should have not allowed you to do that. Homer was murdered, Peter. He was murdered! He was my brother and he made you who you are. And his murderer is still out there walking around somewhere. Just because Martin doesn't have the emotional capacity to deal with that doesn't mean you have to let it go. You want to be so human? This is how you do it. Humans find and punish the ones who hurt the people they care about. But maybe Homer wasn't so important to you after all. Homer was more important to me than you could ever know. Then why aren't you out there trying to find Homer's killer? You seem so busy being Martin's errand boy that you're forgetting what your priorities should be. I must help Martin. The exchange is vital. You forget this is Homer's work. This is what he wanted us to carry on. This was his gift to all sentient beings. His killer will be found after we have perfected the exchange. Exchange my ass. The exchange will never work. You, Martin, and Homer were flukes. And you know it. You're wasting your time. Martin is obsessed. Can you see it? He's kidnapping police officers now. For God's sakes, these insane experiments he's been doing? This new modulator? Those machines at BIT? This cranial exchange test? These maniacs he's letting into the exchange now? You know none of this will work. The nature of science is to test. We learn from failure. Don't give me that science crap. This is as far from science as it gets, and you know it. You're kidnapping priests, for God's sake. You say you're so inspired by the Bagua? Then tell me where in feng shui does it include kidnapping teachers? The Bagua Pe- Of course, Martin's precious Bagua Pebble Initiative. Like that will ever be possible to complete. Peter. Peter, look at yourself. Look at what you've become for all this. You're hurting innocent people. Is this what you thought self-awareness was going to be like? Was this your plan for changing the world? I... It. Silence. Martin is approaching. Tests have been completed. He is ready for amputation. What the hell do you want? Decide on an extremity. I recommend you choose one that is non-vital to your daily operations. Fine. I choose my middle finger. Here, let me show it to you. Affirmative. Hey, let go of my hand. Ah! Hey! What was that? What did you just inject me with? An anesthetic. Please remain still. What? Why? Hey, no! 
Completed. Barbara, tend to his hand. Here, I'm just going to put a cauterizing agent on the wound. Don't worry. What you were injected with earlier will be out of your system soon. You. You're Barbara Dia. We must now find an appropriate node to exchange with. There will be nodes at the exchange. We will find an appropriate one. Barbara, come. We must preserve the finger and continue preparations for the exchange. Yes, I am! Help me! Are you okay? They cut off my finger. He used the laser saw. That bastard is the killer! Are you bleeding a lot? No. The stuff she put on me sealed the cut-up. Hey, who are you? My name's Chen. Chen Yap. Chen Yap? You were kidnapped after all. Your wife is looking for you. She is? Yeah. I'm a cop. She came in to report you were missing. The police aren't working on it yet, but she hired a private detective in the meantime. Hey, are you doing okay? You've been here a while. Yeah, I'm... I'm fine. Uh, apart from keeping me tied up, they've actually been treating me fine and feeding me... Giving me water, letting me go to the bathroom. What do they want? What are they doing? I don't know. They keep talking about this exchange thing and experiments. What do they want with you, then? They keep asking me about Feng Shui. What? Like, arranging your furniture? No, they're, like, asking me stuff about Bagua. I teach Feng Shui. They kidnapped me the other night after class and have been asking me all these weird questions about the Bagua and this, like, science stuff. They're crazy. Two of them are nodes. Yeah. That can't be possible. No way. They're talking and moving around like they're humans. They even seem to be... Uh... Emotional? Yeah. Yeah, I've noticed that too. At first I thought they were just nodes working for that lady, but after being here a while, I think it's the other way around. They seem to be the ones in control. Okay. Chen, don't worry. You're going to see your wife again. We're going to get out of here. I've just got to find something to cut these ropes with. Good luck doing that while you're tied to a chair. Yeah, good point. Where are we, anyway? Some kind of a basement, I guess. Great. Are you sure you don't want any help with that? No. I live for this kind of stuff. Use your legs more. You're gonna hurt your back. Thanks. This situation's freaking me out. Yeah. I can't say grave excavation is a standard practice at the station. Oh, come on, you guys. I know you didn't join the force to be hanging out in a cemetery at midnight desecrating a grave. Then again, you didn't not join the first to do it either. Oh, I think we've reached the coffin. Okay. Your guy's turn. I did the digging. Now you guys dust it off and put it out. All right, boys. Get in there and get me those bones. You joining in, Otto? Uh, 
Sorry, Howard, just bought these shoes. I'll watch from a distance with Patricia. What was that? That was digging! Come on, how many times can I say I've dug up a grave? Patricia, you once rigged up an entire system involving a remote-controlled toy car, flypaper, and an elaborate spiderweb of strings so that you didn't have to get up from your desk to throw your recyclables in the bin. You're not exactly queen of the Miss Physical Labor pageant. I know, but if it wasn't for that damn Betty Benchlifter, that crown would have been mine last year. Patricia. What do you want me to say? My boyfriend's been kidnapped, I had a breakdown in front of you, which you know is not my normal MO. And our lives seem to be getting put in imminent danger solely based on the fact that we decided to work in the crime industry. I just needed to get some stuff out of my muscles. Out of my head. Why did you get into this stuff, by the way? What? You don't remember how we met now? Oh, I remember what happened. You just never told me why it happened. Well, look at the moon. Mm. Look. I'm not exactly a standout issue human being. I guess I needed to get involved with this stuff because in a weird way, criminals are people I can relate to. I don't mean the crime part. I mean the part about being the square peg trying to fit into the circular hole. When I see the people who do these things, most of the time I see people who are just trying to follow the yellow big road like they were supposed to, but ended up getting lost and snapped once they realized they were out there all alone. The facades we keep are very comforting things. But when you are the person who wasn't born with the ability to keep a straight face, either you can try to overcompensate by frowning or smiling in an attempt to convince yourself that you're still an acceptable human being, or you can accept the fact that you're from Mars and that your face hangs crooked like it was meant to. I like to think of myself as the latter, when I see all of these criminals that fall into the former, I don't know. I see something that I could have very easily become. And all I want to do is help them. Whether that means exposing them for what they are, or locking them up so they can't hurt others or themselves anymore. I guess that's why I got into this. Huh. I don't feel... A hundred percent that way anymore, though. The being all alone part, at least. I've got you now, and Zippy, God bless her. I don't know. It's good to know there are other aliens down here, too. Why did you get into this? Me? I don't know. After I graduated college, I needed a job, and I got this one. <laughs> you asshole! Hey, we got the coffin up. Are you gonna come take a look at this or what? Coming, dear. Alright, let's go take a look. Well, what do you think? Well, let's see. Hmm. Hmm. Yep, it's a coffin. Huh? I believe what Otto is saying is that you need to open the coffin before we can begin the investigation. Oh. Right. Okay, boys. Get this damn thing open. <laughs> ah! Jesus Christ, Zippy! 
guys. I psyched myself out and I thought it was going to be scarier than it actually was. Sorry. Jeez. All right. What are we looking at here, Hans? Hmm. Well, based on the accumulation of pus and liquefied skin on his face, he appears to be decomposing at a normal rate. Mm-hmm. Unbutton his jacket and shirt so we can look at his chest. Yeah. Ah. It appears the pathologist must have sewn up his chest cavity after the autopsy. Just let me take out my scalpel and I will cut the chest back open. Bates, you really need to invite me to your cocktail parties more often. Ha, ha, ha. There. The chest cavity is open. Now, let's see what we've got here. Hmm. Yes. Minus the heart and some damage to the left lung, all the other innards appear to be intact. What about the electrical parts? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I see it right here. And here, it is wiring of some kind. And a piece of broken light bulb. Light bulb? Yeah. I think a very little light bulb. And it looks like there are some pieces of broken circuitry in here as well. Hmm. And looking around some more, this is very interesting. All of the electrical parts are attached to his veins, arteries, and aorta. So, uh, what does that mean? It means that this is the evidence you were looking for. Based on my assessment, I do not believe that Homodier's heart was cut out at all. What? Based on the evidence and information we now have available, it is my hypothesis that this exchange which keeps being talked about is in fact a process where a human and a node exchange their body parts as previously suggested by Patricia. What I now believe happened is that Homer had his heart exchange with a node. On top of this, I believe that Hugo Bernard was also part of this exchange and traded body parts with Adam the autopsy node. That makes sense. If he was part of this exchange, and so was Homer, they probably knew each other. So when Homer ended up on Hugo's table, Hugo probably freaked and tried to hide the evidence of the exchange that was still in Homer's body. Why would he try to kill Homer in the first place, though? They probably wanted his heart, or at least what replaced his heart. It must have been something powerful. It was probably the man who kidnapped Vicky. He would be the prime suspect now. All this must be coming from BIT, too. Okay, folks, here's my thought on this whole thing now. Homer D and his colleagues at BIT somehow managed to develop a method where they could make an improved human by implanting node parts into themselves. They then spread the message out in secret to other friendly members of their scientific community, such as our friend Hugo Bernard. Homer was part of this exchange. However, whatever part he had implanted into him must have gave him, like, ultra superpowers. Enough power that someone else who was part of this exchange project must have become jealous. That jealous man then murdered Homer D and took his new heart for his own. Our current assumption is that the murderer is the man who kidnapped Vicky, who appeared to have tons of this robotic equipment installed on himself. So what we are looking for here is a pumped-up murdering robo-Superman who is still on the loose. Great. But why would you hide it? Huh? I mean, I get why you would want to be implanted with robot parts, as it would give you, like, superpowers or something. But why hide it? If the guys at BIT managed to make this breakthrough and figure out how to build machines that could improve humans by implanting robotic parts in them, then why not share it with the rest of the world? Why keep it a secret? Well, 
Maybe it was a malicious endeavor. Maybe they had a grand plans of sinister world domination by force, so they wanted to keep it a secret except for people they could trust. Yeah. And then that would explain where all of the crimes have been coming from in the city over the last two years. It could all be stemming from this ring of super criminals they're making. What about the drugs at BIT and at Hugo Bernard's house, then? How did they fit in? Yeah, and what about them implanting their body parts into active nodes? How does that help anything? Yeah, and why do they apparently need parts from living active nodes? Why not just take random robot circuitry on parts that are not already inside an active node and just install it into yourselves that way? It would make the whole process much easier, I would think, just according to me, that's what's my opinion. And what about the pebbles in the tree box? Wow, tough crowd. Okay, it may not be a perfect theory, but it makes the most logical sense at the moment. Doesn't make that much logical sense. <sighs> Fine, it doesn't make any sense. But for now, can we all at least agree that Homer had his heart exchanged with the robot, and that there is an organized community stemming from BIT that is trying to do more of these exchanges? Fine. Fine. Can we also agree that this is a bad thing, too? And that they appear to be killing people slash making people go crazy because of this exchange, and that we should be putting a stop to it? And that the killer and the person who kidnapped Vicky and possibly also Barbara is most likely tied to this exchange group? Yes. Good. So the plan stays the same, then? We need to figure out where the exchange is operating out of, and I need to seduce Matt Peters and get him to bring me the exchange group. Looks like it. So wait. When you think about it, though, if they are exchanging parts, then that means that there would be a node walking around with Homadia's heart in it. Right? Yeah. So we should try to find that node, then. Maybe we could wire it up to tell us what happened. Right. Zippy, can you take a look at the leftover robotic parts inside of Homer and see if you can assess what kind of device he had installed into him? That would help to lead us back to the node. Are you serious? Come on, don't think of it as a slimy dead body. Just think of it as the inside of a computer. A slimy, pussy computer. Thanks. Yeah, come right here, Zippy. I will shine the flashlight for you. Okay. Oh, oh god. Oh, it, it looks like, uh, uh, like, uh, the light bulb thing is a, a particle decompressor. Oh, uh, and, uh, circuits look like cut up, uh, like a cut up piece of, uh, oh, 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 geez, oh, uh, a, a motion transistor. Oh, oh god. Oh. <coughs> And the wires of, oh god, they look like they're going to be part of a dynamic movement equation card. Oh, yeah, oh, that's, that's all, that's, that's all, I, that's all I see. That's, that's all I see. Can I leave now? Yeah, yeah, good work, Zippy. Okay. Okay, it's a bunch of wires and crap. What does that tell us? <sighs> well... If I had to put it all together, it looks like it was the central movement controller processor, which are installed inside of Martins. What's a Martin? A multi-aviation reconnaissance and tactical information node. They're used for aeronautics. Basically, they'll ride on like military airplanes and they're designed to move super quickly and assess situations very fast. So if the airplane is damaged, they can quickly jump out of the side door attached to the outside of the plane where they can move around, find damage, and relay information back to the crew on what the situation is. They have small multi-tools on their arms too, so if the damage is minor enough, they can just repair it right there. 
They can also act as a secondary viewer camera unit in case the first camera viewer unit fails by attaching themselves on top of the airplane and relaying information back to the pilot on what they are seeing. They're pretty standard nodes in the military. What does the movement controller processor do in a Martin? Well, basically, it's the most important unit. It controls all of the motion stability, which is important because they do a lot of jumping, grabbing, and moving in their jobs. I could see why someone would want it then, being able to move like that. That's how the guy at Hugo Bernard's house was moving too. Guys, you don't think a mountain could be the one doing all of this, right? Why would you think that? Well, the fast movement, like the man who kidnapped Vicky. And having the multi-tool on the arm, which very well could have had a laser saw as part of it, which was the murder weapon you turned on Mardia. Yeah, maybe it wasn't someone trying to steal Homer's new heart. Maybe it was a note trying to take back something that was taken from it. It's impossible. Why? Because you're making an assumption about revenge. Nodes don't have any emotions, or any other self-awareness to them. I mean, all a node really is, is an advanced hammer. It can't think for itself or beyond what its programming is. To think that a node would go after someone to get something back for the sake of revenge requires that the node had emotions and personal motivations. One of the central tenets of robotics is that it is impossible for nodes to have emotions or self-awareness. Well, look, just because the scientists and philosophers think that if a node were to have self-awareness it would go crazy and kill us all doesn't mean that someone couldn't have just programmed it into one in secret. No, you don't understand. It's not possible. All that talk that the robotics community put out about safety protocols and nodes to prevent them from gaining self-awareness is crap. They don't have any safety protocols in them because they don't need them. It is literally against the known laws of physics for a robot to either gain self-awareness or have it programmed into them. Look, the way electricity movement works, at least when it comes to information management, is that you start with a charge at a certain point and have it lead to an endpoint, which then triggers another charge reaction. Computer operations occur through a series of these charges going off and setting off other charges in a certain order or combination. In order for these charges to work, though, they need a path to travel down, a.k.a. a metal wire. In order for a robot to have self-awareness, a.k.a. being able to openly determine its own destiny, what would need to occur is that when these charges are set off, it would have to end up someplace else other than the designated endpoint, and it would have to get there by the will of the property which the charge is moving inside of, which is the robot. But this is impossible for two reasons. One is that the charge is dictated by the wire it exists on. In order for a charge not to reach its endpoint, it would have to somehow jump off its wire, which is not possible. And even if it was, once the charge was off the wire, it would have nowhere to go and just die in midair. Two, from a standpoint of willpower to get the charge to change location, the robot would need to change the physics of the property that governs the charge, which is gravity, which is also impossible. Either way, it would be impossible for the robot to spontaneously gain self-awareness because of these laws, nor would it be possible to program self-awareness in, as programming follows the same laws as well. Think of it this way, a node being able to have self-awareness would be like deciding you want to reroute a train, so you develop a plan to try to push the moving train off of its rails where there are no other rails for it to go, by standing on the ground and giving it a shove with your bare hands as it comes speeding at you. Not only can you not do it, but even if you managed to, the train would just crash. But don't humans run on the same ideas though? And I thought there were charges and stuff that go to humans in our brains. And we have free will and self-awareness. The mystery of the animal. What? The mystery of the animal. He's talking about a common phrase used in science. 
Yes, you are correct. Humans and all other living animals have bodies that live off of these same charge systems. But the mystery of the animal is that even though animals run off a charge system like a node, they still have self-awareness. Nobody knows why. However, a lot of philosophy people debate that we actually don't really have self-awareness or free will and that everything humans do is just part of an elaborately complex charge system that is good at mimicking the concept of self-awareness and free will. They say that's why things like psychology and sociology can create measurable and repeatable results. Bates, my head hurts and I'm bored. Alright you guys, I don't care what techno-psycho-babble stuff this entails. All I know is that this group of eggheads are causing problems in my city, and now they need to go down. Boys, wrap up the body and put it in Hans's lab. Otto, see if you can track down anything about the military finding a martin with a human heart inside of him. Everyone else, come on. We've got to get ready for Zippy's date. You're listening to the Bogwatch We Box on Sci-Fi Radio Theater, and things sure have taken a turn for the strange. We will be right back to the story after this word from our sponsor. Hank from Hank's Chainsaws and Pitchforks just wanted to leave a message for all the fine lumber enthusiasts out there. Sure, recent allegations and a pending lawsuit may be in the works between Tony Choppins and Hank and TC Peebly for defamation and slander, but there's no reason to stop coming to Hank's for all your real steel chainsaw needs. Just remember, it's only the owner that's going on trial and not the company itself. That's Hank's Chainsaws and Pitchforks. And now, back to the Bogwa Tweetbox here on Sci-Fi Radio Theater. back getting all the wiring ready. Hey, what's up with your face? What do you mean? Nothing's wrong with my face. I think. Your mouth and your eyes look kind of weird. Oh, I put on makeup. That's makeup? Yeah, I mean, you know, gotta seduce a guy and everything. Ah, honey, come with me. Huh? Oh, Zippy, you're here. She'll catch up with you in a little bit. Uh, okay. Well, Zippy just got in, but Maggie stole her for, uh, something. Oh, great. Hey, Maggie's a good officer. And a good woman. I'm sure she's just helping to prep Zippy for tonight. Oh. Okay, fine. The tracking with audio transmitter bug is up with running. It will fit inside Zippy's earring and be completely unknown to everyone else in the room. Unless they figured out a way to detect bugs... Remember, these are B.I.T. scientists we are talking about. Scientists who have figured out how to implant robotic parts in other humans. Well, that's why we'll be waiting in the van outside of where she's led to. So that we can run in and save her in case the transmission is cut. Yeah, well, just make sure you bring your good officers with you for backup. You know, the ones with a reaction time faster than a sloth. Yeah, yeah. You're grumpy. Sorry. 
I'm having second thoughts about this. We've already had one person kidnapped. We don't want to lose a second one. Maybe it would be better if I did this. And you could just put a thing in my ear and she could talk into it when he asks me robotic questions. Nine, 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 Patricia. Life is never that simple, unfortunately. You of all people should know that human interaction is the tricky endeavor where the tempo and the speed of a conversation is of the utmost importance. If he asks you a question and you take several seconds to respond to him as if he is explaining to you what the answer should be, the entire couple will be blown. I just don't want her to get hurt. Oh, my dear sweet Patricia, you really must have more faith in your friends. Zippy knows the risk of what she is getting into and besides, you're not the only person who cares for Vicky. In case you hadn't noticed, Zippy has become quite fond of him herself recently. She's gay, Hans. So what? You don't need to want to screw someone in order to care about them. It has been my experience in life that the people who inspire you most are the ones you form the strongest bonds towards, regardless of uber-romantic sexy time, yeah. That's why we do this whole dance of society in the first place, right? To inspire each other to be better people. Who are you to say that Zippy is above putting her life at risk for a friend? Man, what is up with you guys? Can't you ever just have a normal conversation without getting so freaking deep? They're European, Howard. It's their way. And there we go. Okay, hold still. I'm gonna do the eyeliner now. Okay. Anyway, as I was saying, so I told him I thought it was too soon to get a joint bank account and that my friend Patricia had said that if I did get a joint bank account with him that I'd basically be throwing myself at him like a helpless little girl who can't take care of her own crap, you know? Uh-huh. And so he started freaking out and was insulted and like, how could you think that about me? Blah, blah, blah. I've always been supportive of you. Blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. And so I told him, if he couldn't deal with it, then we should just break up right here and there. Because I'm not going to be anyone's subservient housewife, you know? Uh, I guess. I mean, don't you think that seems a little harsh? What do you mean? Well, it doesn't sound like his goal was to make you subservient. It sounds to me like he was just trying to break new ground in your relationship. You know, take the next step. I mean, I'm sure you want your relationship to evolve into something beyond what it currently is, right? Hmm, I never thought of that. Yeah. Do you ever feel like you're putting on a mask when you put on makeup? Well, that's the point, right? Well, I mean, like, not a physical mask. Like an emotional mask. I don't know. All this stuff we talked about at the graveyard. About why nodes can't have self-awareness. I was thinking about it a lot last night when I got home. Like, we have so many concerns and laws and debates and safety procedures. On and on. To make sure we keep nodes as true to their nature as possible. It's been decided that it would be bad for them to have emotions because then they could become deceptive, which would be dangerous to humans. It's been decided that they can't delete their memories either because that would also be deceptive and dangerous to humans. But then, when we humans go out to dinner dates, you're supposed to put on makeup and hide your actual face. And then you're supposed to smile and laugh at things your date says, even if it isn't funny or interesting. Isn't that also deceptive behavior? But we're supposed to do it, right? Which, I guess, I don't have a problem with, really. The fact we're supposed to be deceptive to each other at certain times. I don't think it really hurts anything. I know I'd prefer someone lying to me rather than hurting my feelings. 
But what I don't get is why we all jumped to the conclusion that if nodes were able to have emotions like we have and were able to deceive us, that it would be any worse in the ways we lie to each other every day. You know? Nope, honey. I don't know at all. I think you're overthinking this whole thing. Oh. Look, I get it. You're a thinking girl. That's cool. That's who you are. But sometimes you can't think yourself out of situations, nor should you. I have a feeling if you could, you'd think your bones out of your skin. Sometimes, particularly in situations involving life and death, you need to stop thinking and just be the hottest piece of ass you can be. There, you're done. Take a look. Oh. Wow. Hey, Hans has the bug all set up and Toby is ready to go. Are you guys ready? Yep, this one's ready for action. Ha! Maggie, why are we listening to this stuff in the van? Because Patricia likes it. Oh, Patricia, you made a buddy. Yeah. Yes, I did. Is he alright? Yeah, he just sees that I'm anxious. So he thinks that there's something wrong with me. I programmed him to react if I'm injured. Hey, come on. There's nothing to be anxious about. Just go in and talk him up, and that's all there is to it. Well, that's not all there is to it. You're going to have to show off the goods a little, too. The goods? Yeah, you know. The goods. Got to show them the goods. Yeah, definitely got to show them the goods if this is going to work. Definitely got to show them the goods. I don't think I have any goods to show. Oh, Zitty, please. You got more goods than anyone in the world. Just remember, don't only rely on your body goods. Only thugs and whores rely exclusively on body goods. You got to show them the brain goods, too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You, you got to talk to them. Because your goods are in your head, so show them your goods by talking to them. So you're saying I don't have any body goods, then? Uh, what? No, you've got body goods, you just have an expertise in the brain goods. Elizabeth, don't listen to him. You've got body goods. You've got plenty of body goods. Yeah, you got body goods coming out your ears. You got nothing to worry about with the body goods. Yeah, Otto, stop being so sexist. She's got lots of body goods. What? I'm not being sexist, I'm just saying that of the goods that Zippy possesses, it's her brain goods that's gonna win the day here. Yeah, but then you're saying that she should just ignore her body goods, because God forbid a woman has both brain goods and body goods at the same time. I didn't say that, that's not what I said. Well, to be fair guys, while Zippy does have the body goods, she has more practice with her brain goods. So while I don't think we should disqualify the power of her body goods, I think Otto makes a point that it's the brain goods she should really show off, with the body goods as a last resort. Asshole! No, I don't mean last resort. I mean I mean it as a backup. Oh, so what? You're saying that she can't do it with the brain goods now? Always gotta make sure that the body goods are there for you to fall back on because God knows a woman can't rely on her brain goods. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Guys, can we at least agree that while Zippy has absolutely stunning and amazing body goods that any and all women should be jealous of, she's had more years of training in perfecting the use of her brain goods Therefore, it's the brain goods that she should be wielding as the central weapon in this scenario, but she also needs to make sure that she's pushing the not-as-well-trained body goods, too, in order to get the full effect possible, which shouldn't be hard for her uh, to do, even without the training, given the fact that her body goods are so good naturally. Yeah, I 
think I'm good with that. I guess it's okay. Yeah, that's okay. Okay, so Zippy, make sure to push both your body and brain goods as much as you can. Okay. Is he going to be doing that in the club? Yeah, if he thinks I'm in danger, he will. Maybe it's not a good idea to bring the Noah with you. You could blow your cover. No, the node needs to go. If she's going to convince this guy that she's into node, she needs to have proof with her. Besides, I like the fact that there will be a little chunk of metal backup in the club with her. She's going to be fine, Patricia. Zippy, don't worry. We'll be listening in right here in the van outside the club the whole time. If anything goes wrong, just scream and we'll be there in a minute. Yeah, I know. I'm not worried. It's not the danger that's making me nervous. I'm I'm just, uh... Oh... It's been a while since I've seduced a guy. What do you mean, a while? Eh? What did we talk about? Dagger eyes, woman. Dagger eyes. Right. Besides, we don't even know if he's going to show up tonight. We may have scared him off after BIT. This may be a dead end. Just hang in there and relax. Gotcha. We're here. Oh man, oh man, oh man. Right. Okay, sister. Push up those tits and pat them lips. It's your time. Ah! Hey! No shoving! Don't worry, we'll be right here. You know what to do. Good luck. Okay. Dagger. Dagger eyes. Excuse me. Um, I mean... Hey! Let us in. Okay, fine. Go in. Oh. Just like that? Yeah, of course. This isn't a restricted club or anything. Just don't cause any trouble. Oh. Mmm. That's right. All right. Now I just need to find five foot ten man in his mid to late thirties who has short brown hair and glasses. No, no. Uh huh. Hey, you want to dance, baby? Oh, uh, sorry, I can't. My number is enlisted. Huh? <laughs> uh, mmm. Still no sign of him. I guess he's not here right now. I guess I'll have a seat at the bar. Hi, can I help you? Yeah, I'll have a Cosmo. Coming right up. Thanks. Well, Tubby, it looks like we might be here for a while, so we might as well enjoy ourselves while we're on the government's expense report. Here you go. Thanks. listening to the Bogwa Twee Box here on Sci-Fi Radio Theater. We'll be right back to the story after this word from our sponsor. The following is a public service announcement from the Tulik Imperial Legion. Hey there, Earthbound brethren. Remember that you're a guest in someone else's home as you go throughout the day, so don't be cruel or dishonorable. Additionally, think about adopting a human baby. They've got spirit and are as tough as nails. End of message. And now, back to the Bogwa Tweebox here on Sci-Fi Radio Theater. Hey. Huh? Huh? What? Huh? Uh, who are you? Where am, where am I? Oh, hey, sorry. I didn't mean to startle you there. I just saw your node, so I wanted to talk to you. Uh, okay. I'm Matt. 
Matt. Oh, hi, I'm Zippy. This is my note, Tubby. Wow, so that note is sure great. Yeah, I, I built myself. You built him? But you're a girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. Wow, that's, that's great. That's real great. Yeah. Um, uh, so, uh, do you know anything about nodes? Yeah, I do. I know a lot about nodes. I really like robots and girls. Oh, man, I really like girls who know about robots. They have to know robots for me to like them. Wow. Then you'll really like me? <laughs> because I'm all sorts of a girl, and I know all the sorts of things about robots. Wanna hang out sometime? I really would like to talk to you some more about nodes. Tell me about your robot. Tubby? Tell me! Tell me! Uh, well, he's a storage and security node with an advanced artificial intelligence program that lets him mimic emotions as a way of communicating threat levels. I wrote the code myself using a Hingham's trajectory obscuring equation combined with a Nautilus Bicore processor protocol. I also completely built the security and lock features myself, using leftover parts from various Allen and Eliza tactical cores. Wow, you really do know nodes. You're not lying at all. Do you want... Do you want to know a secret? Sure. I build nodes. I build them at BIT, but I do other things to them. Things only really smart people can do. I cut them up and I move their parts around. And now they've agreed to cut me up and move my parts around. Wow. That's really cool. I want... I need to. I need people to come with me to help the exchange. I need nodes and people, and I like girls. I really like girls, and I want girls who know nodes to come with me. Do you want to come with me? Do you want to come with me and help the exchange? You and Tubby? Yeah, yeah. We would really like to come with you. Uh, where is it at? It's a secret, but I'll show you. You'll just follow me. Meet me at the alleyway between Grossman and Nottingham Street. It's tomorrow night. Meet me there tomorrow night at 7 p.m. And then we can go to the exchange together and, and, and you'll be my date. We'll be dating. Okay, Matt, that sounds great. I'll see you there and we'll go together and we'll be dating all three of us. Okay, okay, okay. Yay! Uh, oh, hey, look at the time. Um, Matt, I'm really sorry, but I have to um, uh, go work on another node I'm making. Oh, that's important. That's really important. We need more nodes, you know. We need more of them so that we can become better people. You should go work on that. Uh, okay. Uh, hey, it was uh, great seeing you, Matt. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow night. Come on, Tubby. Let's get out of here. Okay, we're out on the street. Where are you guys? Good work. Get in. Ah! Here, let me help you. Man, you can't handle those fruity drinks. I like Cosmos. Good work, Zippy. Good work. He's going to lead us right to the exchange. Yeah! Uh, he was creepy, though. Man. Uh, no wonder he wanted to date so bad. 
lady would pay attention to you if you act like that. What's this deal, anyway? It's probably the drugs. Hans is running more tests on the drugs we found to see if he can explain the behavior. Well, anyway, good job, Zippy. One night down. Thanks! Now we just have to figure out a way for you to survive tomorrow night. We throw you directly into the lion's den. Ah, crap. That was episode 5 of the Bogwa Twee Box. Tune in next week for the continuation of the story in the Bogwa Twee Box episode 6, The Exchange. This week's episode was written and produced by Charles Davis. It starred Charles Davis as Otto Vinekainen, Noel McAurelli as Patricia LaCroix, Daniel Ryder as Martin, Chen Yap, Hans Renald, and Matt Peters, Josie Carici as Zippy Ernstein and Officer Maggie Bernard, Rob Levine as Sheriff Howard Bates, Jonathan Tompkins as Peter, and Jonathan Check as Officer Vicky Jones. Before you leave for the evening, we would like to deliver you a final message from one of our sponsors. Sitting is the new standing when you're in outer space. Don't ever miss the glory of a starry night again with the new Zero Gravity Chair, a lawn chair scientifically designed for sightseeing in outer space. Order yours today. You've been listening to Sci-Fi Radio Theater. You can listen to our latest radio play podcast on our website at www.scifiradiotheater.com or you can download them directly from iTunes. Also make sure to follow us on Twitter at SF Radio Theater and email us your feedback at scifiradiotheater at gmail.com. This is the Emperor. You're listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. Eat it. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. Join us, your hosts, Miles P. McLaughlin and Scott Herzog, as we serve up a delightful menu of science fiction interviews and news in the television, movie, DVD, and book world. Test your geek cred with trivia. Top off your meal with the Sci-Fi 5 and 5. Come visit the Sci-Fi Diner podcast at scifidinerpodcast.com or subscribe to us in iTunes. We're serving up sci-fi from here to the end of the universe.